It looks like you're on an airplane. <laughs> okay. Okay, good luck on the finals. Okay, ready? Okay, as Avi uh, dutifully reminded me, and it's Nagea to this chuva in the middle of, which talks about flying and causing somebody to fly. So, as we mentioned last week, this, the disclaimer first, this is no way, any shape or form of a taina on the women or passengers involved in this because they were in a panic when big burly policemen threatened to arrest you, you sort of panic. But as is well known by now, there's no reason to send people back to Dubai what your solution is, and not going into Shabbos. And they were complaining bitterly that they were never Mechal Shabbos. And we discussed over Shabbos already a while back uh, when it broke that there's, you know, had to go on a plane and could involve many Malachas and Shailot Chumul Malamei Asar and all sorts of other things that we, the Tshuva and the Sheva Levi in the middle of, starts off assuming that causing somebody to fly on Shabbos is not good for their Shmir Shabbos and their And for a derisa, you'd have to give up all your assets, which is more than sitting in jail for a few hours. And for a Durabonon, there's Machalik Zacharinim, but then is Durabonon, even if it were Durabonon, it's like an Asay Derisa, which is a fifth of the assets, or a Lezase, which is all your assets. Most people wouldn't give away a fifth of their assets in exchange for sitting in jail for a few hours. So when I mentioned it briefly, at the time nobody really who does exactly what I was referring to. Maybe some of you did. So after Sheer, somebody asked about the collateral damage in causing some more burly policemen to escort them to wherever they're going, which would trigger more Chilo Shabbos as they're getting in their squad cars and the like. And the answer is that's not their problem. If they don't want to be Michal Shabbos to get on a plane to fly to Dubai, then the fact that the cops are covering it is not their issue. And like the Hafkanah, if they're doing it, if it's important for the status quo, whatever they're trying to accomplish, the fact that the reporters show up and the cops show up is not Livnever. That's the truth we saw. Rabbi held like that, and Sternbach and others, nobody really disagrees with that. You said, you have to apply it carefully, but over here it would not be a problem of Livnever. Uh, background was that uh, a few people f- flew from South Africa and by the time they landed the world started falling apart again or so the world thought and they said we don't want you here we're shipping you to the last stop and that was Dubai and they said not on Shabbos you're not and they said yes we are and they said no you're not and then they said we're going to arrest you so we were discussing at that time that's not a mahalach the whole thing was completely out of control and not called for and the alternative, had they been arrested or sent to some Corona hotel, they would have been escorted and the triggering Chilo Shabbos. So I was explaining why that's not Lifnever. And that, who was Jewish here besides Berlin? What was that? Who was Jewish here besides Everyone. It happened in Tel Aviv, Ben-Gurion oh, Airport. I'm not saying Ben-Gurion himself wouldn't have done the same thing, but uh, <laughs> what happened to have been in Ben-Gurion Airport? Unfortunately, Nebuch. It was a very, very sad uh, event but indicative of the general panic and lack of regard for Kedusha Shabbos and making normal decisions that are rational for people who want to keep Shabbos. But 
that's a different schmooze. So the uh, issue of causing anybody to fly on Shabbos, which we can go back to now, is the circumstance that the Chevrolet is talking about is the doctor was escorting the young patient with his father and he had a head to go because it was a constellation that had to be escorted by the doctor. And the first part of the tshuva was addressing if he made it tonight, Kofel, that he wants to go back to Afghan Shabbos, and meaning not on Shabbos, but for Sunday morning, and you could spend $7,000 more to get him a ticket that would get him in right before Shabbos. Are you have to do that? And his answer thus far is no. He has a hetter to come along, and matering seifa mishum tchilosan, they should be encouraged to go, based on the sugin ervin, It'll be mutter, and you're not mechayiv, and it's not lefneiver, because you don't want to fly on Shabbos, and he wants to go back, and you don't have to spend money you don't have doing that. Similar to my Purdue chicken and Empire chicken. Uh, contrast this with, I'll just pick one that happens in Eretz Yisrael, and somebody started asking him all this year. Uh, one of many, many thousands of examples, but you want to go to the Kaisal for Kabbalah Shabbos, for Myrav. It's a very common shyly. Young couples like to do this from Arzai Abira, from Ramat Ashkol, wherever they happen to be living. So one issue is that we try really to avoid a lady lighting Neiris and then getting into a car. The many gives women accept Shabbos when they light Neiris. Every once in a while I get a Shiloh and somebody who can't, but they're not designing the setup. They just uh, have to go to a Simcha or something like that and it's too far to walk. So the Shiloh should be asked is what to discuss and then we, we prefer she not make it tonight, even though the men do it all the time. And there are chilukim, not for now, but lamaisa, we try to avoid it and come out every young couple, you know, gets the excitement, to, oh, we're going to the kaisal, and they ask that shayla. They really shouldn't, and it's a pretty strong minig not to. Uh, the pshara would be she doesn't make an official tonight, and the husband opens the door for her because Shivali is not dead, and he should be doing that anyway, which he doesn't, at least since the first date, which is a separate schmooze. Should he be doing that? I usually tell the boys not to start anything they can't finish. But uh, <laughs> it's a different... Uh, and uh, I think we touched upon the Chukah Sam Shir. So we don't want to open too many, too many raw wounds. But Lamaisa, she's still getting in a car. He opens the door. She doesn't do any technical Shabbos. But you wouldn't be doing that on Shabbos. But that would be a possible pshar. It's, not, it's nice to dab on the Kaisal. It's not necessary. You can go to the Kaisal on Tuesday night. And the minig is to uh, try to avoid it. So that's the first shayla they ask. The second shayla is if you're taking a taxi and it's 10 minutes before Shabbos, you have a real lifneiver shayla. That's not a homer. To call a, a Yiddish a taxi driver and put him in a matzah where he's dropping you off three minutes before the zman and it's not really shayla to get home, that's a problem. So I'm using that as a contrast. I say, well, what's the difference? I'm having a hafkana and the police come and the reporters come says, no, we're not happy about that, but we have to make the Hafkanah for whatever reason we have to do it, or we don't want to fly to Dubai if they arrest me, that's their problem, they're calling extra reinforcements. <laughs> Over here, I don't have to go down to the Kaisal and cause this guy Chilo Shabbos. Especially if he might be somewhat Masorati and he doesn't keep Shabbos, but this is his last run, so his last run could have been 25 minutes ago. That's a good example where you don't want to get into a Shashal of Neiver and the place can speak that out. Give him at least enough time, reasonably, that he could be getting home. So that's the contrast. Let's go back to the Shevet Alevi. He mentions another prat in the second column, page 13 of your main handout. 
The second column, the third paragraph down, first paragraph, he was trying to guess what the scenario was. Did he make it tonight? He wants to be on Sunday morning, or did not make it tonight, but you think he's going back on Shabbos? Question still is, do you have to spend $7,000? Aval, paragraph begins. Aval chashani duv de lo hisakach. Tarefe kenira loi tolo zeh bechazorosa b'shabbosafka. He wasn't looking to fly on Shabbos. He just wanted to get back home as soon as possible. Ubedaita lachanesil chazoros lisa bechazoros muktum. Kezeh hasafek. Safek olay yisrael garam. Let's say so over here, maybe you could say, well... He's not being a rusher about it to make a night couple, but we know he wants to get back. So maybe I, I as the uh, family member, this family member over here, Leilainu, was involved in taking him out. So they should ensure and pay the money to get him back in a halachically safe way. Mitzvah Lamaina, Mikal Mokum, Sheva Levi still doesn't think so. Gamzelo Poshadadasa Shach Yeridea Simakuf Nun Aleph, the most commonly quoted Shach in this Sugya. Dame Mumu Yasoid Messiah Dea Vavera. If it's Chadav uh, and he can really get his own ticket, and he would. And the question is, do I have to spend more money to get him out of that matzav and get a ticket three times the price? They said a mumer amazed. There's no isadora bonon misayeh when it's Chadav and Denara. He can get it on himself. And keep in mind, he left Bershus Mitzvah, Mitzvah Bikun of and we have this concept of the fact that we do matter. Allow them to carry their spears back to the city. He's not helping him buy his own ticket. That's the Mongolian. Because I'm not helping him fly on Shabbos. I'm just not stopping him by spending $7,000 to give him an alternate uh, option of uh, alternative option of flying on a more expensive airline at a less convenient time perhaps so you don't have to start A, he's looking at it unfortunately he's not Gary Shabbos so he's looking, it's very inconvenient, I want to book my flight what do you bother me, and why are you spending $7,000 he's trying to tell him it's Shabbos hey look at Shabbos and I want to stop you it's very nice, his family can't afford it and they're not b'chayiv to spend $7,000 and they don't have their money for his decision making. As I mentioned last night, the That's how serious the sugya lifneiver meseyeh is. That Ravazna, who's paskin, you would think many, many more serious shaylas before throughout the shevet alevi, uh, says punked over here that if. I'm not assessing it correctly, and it's not the correct psak. Uh, I should have a kapar. He's trying to show that Shaila was not a, a silly Shaila Khalila, and uh, you have to be careful not to cause more Chilo Shabbos, even though the guy's Machal Shabbos anyway, which is the theme thus far in the sugya. If you'll uh, go to page one of what we're handing out, if you're listening online, there's quite a few of you over there. We will not send the police to arrest you, so don't worry. Uh, it says, Zikas Mesha Rachayim, it'll be Simon Zion. It's a set that has about uh, five pages or so. It is uploaded, so if you look for it while we're giving this out. And I promised Billy Nader to go back to 
this theme that our Moshe discusses about it not only being Lifneiver, but also Ashayla Mesis Mediach that applies to other mitzvahs besides the Isra of Avodazar. Fascinating idea. Our Moshe is very strong in the issue, and I'm going to show you three tshuvas where he mentions it across various halachas. And before we start that, I just want to mention in line with the theme we just uh, finished to cover the Shiloh. Let's see, this is from David Bressler. And he wanted to know what was the maskana for the Jewish grocery store having a self-checkout aisle. So the original Shiloh was if it's frequented by people who, some of them of the group, every 10, 100, 500 will certainly try to steal, is that an assayan that they certainly won't pass. So first of all, I think maybe barring certain neighborhoods that have perhaps been in the press, where it's like muhsuk, that uh, every day you have people walking away with X amount of stuff, and they sort of do an accounting spreadsheet and just, like, write it off and see if they're still profitable. If they're not, they close the store, which is why certain neighborhoods have no stores anymore. It's still a suffix. I don't think the number approached anywhere near, I would hope, 51%. The number is 10%. That's a huge number. So it's very unclear. Do you measure something like this by the day, that every day we have X amount of people stealing? If every, to have lift neither, you'd have to have a curve levada, or maybe very curve levada, depending on which you're showing me hold like. We didn't get to that part of the sugi yet. That each person, person walking in is going to be nichshul. I don't think that's the case, even in very bad neighborhoods. I don't live there, Baruch Hashem. So I wouldn't know. Um, if anybody is listening and they want to comment, first move and then comment. Uh, <laughs> if it's that bad that anybody's going to weigh in over here, that it's, each person is a 51% chance he's going to steal it, then he goes, that's, uh, I, I would hope it's not that bad. So then it's highly questionable whether that's live naive or under 50%, highly questionable has to be somewhat near, let's say 50%, 51%, and then the Bitzvah holds 99%, and the sheet is Levada in between. So you don't look at the whole day and say, we're losing some merchandise every day. That's number one. Number two, if it's for an akum, it is one of his Zion Mitzvahs, and there is Lifneiver for an akum, but A, I don't think you have that threshold, and B, the few people who have asked me, the Shiloh was talking about a Jewish grocery store, in Jewish from neighborhoods and the numbers Baruch Hashem are a lot better they allow anybody to shop so it could be somebody not that honest will walk in but it's hard to say the setup is living either so I believe that it's uh, push, pretty push it's mutter what? what about the grapes? the grapes uh, I assume the high-end stores hand that stuff out um, I, I'm not really in the, don't they give samples? not of every fruit People really, people buying things, pop things in their mouth? It's hard to imagine. We live in a country where people are pretty well fed. What? Grapes usually, a lot of times you can't know because it doesn't go by smell, so you have to know if it's sour. So then they should allow you to taste it. There's usually an assumption that you can take one to taste. Really? But but other fruits you can feel that smell. I don't know. The. What? But is that like if you'd go shopping, you'd normally walk by people in the grape section and there'd be a bunch of people tasting grapes? Is that the matzah here? I just can't picture it. 
There was more pesticide in the 70s than there is uh, now. That's why we have more books. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, Suffolk, Suffolk and Ava, I would ask for us before you start trying the merchandise. Still doesn't make each person a 50-50 or more chance. I'll give you a dogma. There's a store in the city that stands for something like Baruch Hashem. Did you ever hear of him? Okay. Do you see people walking away with... They actually have a real problem. That's high-end stuff. Yeah. These guys are are very sophisticated. But you don't have it every day, every guy. It's mostly working there. The the Midtown Police is right at block. Every day, or every other day, especially in the high season, there's a cop walking a guy with handcuffs to to block over to Okay, but still not each guy is 50%. And, and, You'd be and warehouse, losing money, yeah. Okay, so I understand you don't want to lose even 5%, but it still doesn't cross. It's a great example. I don't believe it crosses anywhere near a lift neighbor threshold. Okay, but just, uh, yeah, but even in a bad neighborhood, I can't imagine what. Yeah, but I'm saying, but even the in the bad neighborhoods where they're known to be causing problems, and sometimes they're smashing windows together. But those are problems still yichidim. That's not every person who works in the store still has a greater than not chance that he's not going to walk away with something. Good, because they have a lot of merchandise. I still don't. You'll do. Do your uh, stats. Come back to me. It's nowhere near fifty percent, or else no one will be open. It's just it's not uh, it's not shyer. Well, I understand. So they have that. Right? I understand. In this particular case, why are we looking at the percentages? Because you. I'm big more medical. You don't even have to look at that. You look at lifnevers on the gavra. So every person walks in a yid and a guy have an estate of duganeva. Each person that walks in. Can't say each person is a. Uh, so you can look at the overall thing. There might be some people who can't control themselves. Even those people depends on the day. Depends on to say and that to that degree, I'm not uh, I'm not convinced. But again, if it's that bad in certain neighborhoods, I guess I'll I'll hear about it over the next couple of days. Okay, yeah. If he's known Musuk, they don't invite those guys in. They uh, usually vet them beforehand and. Uh, I, I, I don't, but even in the worst case scenario, they're worried. They're closing stores because if their profit margin is 25% or 20% after all the expenses and they're losing 6%, on them, then it's just not, there's a lot of work involved. They're not interested. So they just, um, they close up shop. I have no tinas, but that, that, that's still a bit of a cry from, from actual Lifnever. The original Gemara we had, remember, with the, with the wood, the keeping it, didn't want somebody to steal it. If you leave something in the street and you weren't mafkirit, somebody's going to walk by and take it and you're setting up a scenario where on a lonely road that person's going to look like this and no one's around because in the ancient world there weren't enough crowded cities. That can be a serious living either. Here, they know they have things set up in their video cameras. The whole world knows. Now they're taking a risk. Are they going to take the risk? Not going to take the risk. That's the uh, Shiloh. So we're going to, I'll wait for the stats to come in and 
If uh, it's not true, then certain cities are in worse shape than others. Let's go to the Igas Mesha. On the first page, you have Arachayim and Simon Zayim. So, Rabbeisha's Chiddush over here, which he goes back to a few times, and this first Shuva, he will answer the Kasha that the Shoyal asked. Rabbeisha in the first two Shuvas, Lagabe, the youth minion, and the older minion said you can't invite them because they're going to drive and not only is that Levni verb, it's Mesis Mediach with the Chumra of Sachma, the Sechasa loves it's not a Chiyaskila, it's not a Vodazara but it's very serious, exponentially more serious than Levni and it's Raya, you only have one Raya his Raya is from the Nachash because the Gemara brings a Raya, Minayin She'ein Tain Mesis, that if he has his own defense let him say, but the Danim don't Bring it up, even if they know a defense. The original Nachash had a defense because it's Kaidim Matan Terror, it's Kaidim everything. And he should have said, if he was smart, but they listen to me. I'm just the Yitzhar doing my job, and I'm here to give them schar. Whatever fancy tiny would have said, he didn't say anything. And he got the full Mitz Hadin on him. He's got his legs cut off. He has to eat dust for the rest of civilization, and the women don't like him too much. Either do the men. It's not just the women, by the way, it's humanity. Just the. Uh, I should have had to read that plus exactly, but it's not uh, the most hated creature around. So he got his, and the Gemara says, you see, from here, Adam, don't bring it up, there's no din of Itzilueda, and we don't look for any schusim. So Amish says, no, that was Machalas Asuris, that wasn't Avodazar. And yet the Gemara brings him as the classic Mesis, and the Gemara learns out from there, that was Amish's Raya. So, the Shail over here asks what many of you started asking, and that is that you look at the Pusik and then you take the Chazaz of the Pusik, he used tainas of Kfira to convince them. So Hashem doesn't want you to eat this because if you eat it, and you're going to be a god, and Hashem doesn't want competition. Real Kfira. It's like Avarazar. No, so then that's Mesa Medir Khan Avarazar. So where's Ramesh Israel? That's the Kasha Ramesh is going to deal with. Ramesh is going to say, Excellent chilik, uh, uh, just the soundbite before we read it inside. Amesh says, the difference between how a Mesis convinces you versus what he's trying to convince you to do. And we're only looking at one thing, what's he trying to convince you to do? What he's trying to convince them to do is eat ham. The ham then was the etzadas. How he convinced them? He said, it looks delicious. And it probably tastes good, and you're going to get very smart, and Hashem doesn't want competition. So he said a lot of fear along the way. He wasn't expecting them to become kaifrim. Ramesh doesn't say this part, but let me just add why I think it's pushed, like Ramesh is saying. He didn't expect them because what's the best case scenario? Other mission eats it and he dies, and then he tastes chava, which is what he was after, which also wasn't Avodazar. His intention was for Gilea Arias. Wouldn't be Gilea Arias if she wasn't Ashazisha anymore, but it wasn't nice. So. Would they find out the hard way after they ate it that they don't know as much as Hashem knows and they're not gods? Of course. So they're going to realize it was a hoax anyway. So they're not going to become kaifrim. So they're going to see them. So he's not accomplishing anything. Elamai, he used it because you want to talk to somebody doing a very, you promise the world, and then they get nothing. So let's see inside. Mashkasev katrad anachash. You could be like a god, create worlds According to that, there's no raya that there's Mesa Medich also for Chilul Shabbos, which is Rabbi Meisha's raya. He nail and he is daitis. He answers it. 
he says, really missed the point. He wasn't trying to get them to be kafir. The Mesis was on the intended of Eru Machal Sasurus. Even if the Mesis by the Avadazar case tells you all sorts of wonderful things that this Avadazar can do miracles and eats it and drinks it and have a great time, he's still not a Mesis. He's talking Kfirah, but he's not a Mesis yet. It's only if he said, let's go and do it. And then you're supposed to be smart and you're supposed to say, let me think about it. Can you meet me here tomorrow at 8 in the morning and plant two of them behind the bush and then promptly have him arrested and uh, brought to Din. But he's got to say, Nelech v'navid. Even though in the rest of Chuvi goes through why the Sugya does mention that he also has to talk about the attributes of what he's claiming the actual idol can do. He says that's not part of the actual Hasata. His goal is the Hasata. That is Nelech Vanavid. How he convinces you? Maybe it's Kfira, maybe it's something else, maybe it's not Zahar Betzida, maybe he's willing to pay you. That's irrelevant. The Hasata is on the Maisavera. And over here, it was on Machos Asiris. It was a Rimon or a grape. Speaking of tasting grapes. That was uh, very not good for the Jews or mankind, for that matter. And it was still Machal Sasurus. Much as why is you see from here, Hasata goes on Shaharaveris. With that understanding, I want to show you two very fascinating applications. And if you look on page two, part of the shuva we saw years back, not that many years, maybe two, three years ago, in the sugya of Kishuf and magic and the like. And if you recall, Rab Meisha has a very fascinating shita. He's not the only one who holds like this. There are other Peskim who agree in theory. And rare for Anigas Meisha, he makes many disclaimers before, during, and after the tshuva. They never actually pass in Lakula. If somebody would ask him, he would try to avoid it. And if they'd ask him again, he'd really try to avoid it because the beginning of the tshuva, which we're not going to do inside again, is all about the shita of the Chachmas Adam and the Achranim before him who said that magic tricks are usher. And, and it's a derisa. So Ramesha goes on to ultimately disagree in theory, but he said, I never told people to do it, and they shouldn't do it and try to avoid it, but I don't think it's usher. And part of this forum was that there's a chili between kishuf, which is, and it's a derisa, sometimes a chiyamisa, making cucumbers and like kishum disappear and reappear with kishuf that is not a kishav of Chiyamisa, but maybe Malkus. And then the sleight of the hand, which Ramesha says is just talent, uh, not good for your midas, maybe deceit, making a living off of tricking people, maybe gaiva, maybe also maybe frivolous, maybe bitulteira, maybe things you don't want to get into and not the type of people you want to hang around with. I'm mentioning that for a reason. So Ramesha is going to bring it up soon in a very important uh, nakuda. But he doesn't think it's Asr, because the guy has talent with his hands, and he says, Naftali, as in Naftali ben Yaakov Avinu, who in next week's Parsha, matter of fact, two weeks from now, really, is where he's been doing it already for a few Parshas since he was born. But he was extremely fast, and he was the one who excelled in Kibarav, and whenever anything was needed, he'd run and get it 70 miles an hour in no time. When they come to uh, bury Yaakovinu and they had the Sikhsuch with Esau and by the Maras Mapela, so Esau says, It's mine, Kedarka Batuma. Esau somehow forgot that he sold it the first time, was expecting the Brocha. You remember that? 
And then he had Tainas and Yaakov, even he stole the bracha, even though he didn't steal it because he sold it already, but he forgot that also. And then, together with everything else, was sold the Chedek and Marasana Pela, and that was bought fair and square as well, and he forgot that also. And then he showed up with his men again, I think a different 400 men, but the other ones uh, went to the woodwork. But he showed up, and that whole sitzuch, and then uh, Yehuda kind of explained it to him, if you remember from that whole sugya. And in the meanwhile, they sent Naftali back to Mitzrayim to get the star. He said, prove to me it was sold. He said, but you were there. He says, prove it to me. He was banking on the fact they didn't bring the star. Of course they didn't bring the star. That a Leviah. You always bring your starvers to a Leviah? They didn't expect to be bumping into Asaph. So he sent Naftali back. So running 150 miles an hour, he'll be back another time. In the meanwhile, Hushim ben Don didn't hear what was going on because he couldn't hear. And that's why he wasn't used to slowly slipping into a conversation with Asaph. Certain people should have a conversation with. There's a famous Sichas Musar on this. Why is he the only one who did something about it? Because everybody else was duped into discussing it. And once the discussion, okay, go get a style, we'll discuss it. He said, What discussion? Yaakovino is sitting here, Bibi Zayan. And he uh, took care of him and tried to let these start. Who finished him off or whatever? But they, they got rid of him. So, Naftali, you see Naftali running across the horizon at 70 miles an hour, 150 miles an hour, wherever it was, you would think that's an absolute pella. Looks like magic. He says, It wasn't magic, he had quick feet. Which is interesting, because when you learn this whole sugya, you'd think that it was taka, wasn't kishuf, but it was something magical. He says, no, he wasn't doing magic, and he wasn't doing kishuf. doesn't say he learned any magic, and you can't trick people into thinking you're running to Mitzrayim quicker than everybody else. So what was it? A talent, a gift, menashamayim. Okay. So the guy knows how to move his hands and take rabbits out of hats and quarters out of ears and cards, whatever he's doing with the cards. So Amisha says he doesn't really know if that's an actual lizard. That is the background to the small part we're going to see. In the second paragraph on page two in the first column, Zama Shamati Bezed Derech it keeps stressing. In the Lumdus of the Sugya, I don't really think it's us, sir. Chachmazadam thought it was and told people not to do it at Chasnas, and he was very upset. Because the chasna is makam mitzvah, misameh chasna kala, and they shouldn't be doing our various makam mitzvah. However, I don't want to paskin lakula. I didn't emphasize this when we did this three years ago because it wasn't our sugya, but now it's nageya. He says, I don't want to paskin like it. First of all, the chachmazado and many others held was aser, and there's no great need for it. But Ramesh is concerned about something else. If a guy is not totally brutally honest, which is not good for your panasa, you keep telling people, I'm a phony, I'm a fake, it's all sleight of the hand tricking you. It's not good for business if you want to be really up there in the line of work, not the, the regular pirche. Uh, those guys, if guys have been he'll follow this Ramesh. But the real people in the industry I don't honest day they'll tell you yeah of course it's not real I'm just very good but they don't like touting that so Amisha says that since they don't normally and he's lying not overtly lying but it's by deceit because there are going to be people maybe not all the people but some gullible people 
who will say, I don't know how he did that, and this guy must have some powers. Vinish Kazev, listen carefully, Maisha makes an assumption, this is not to criticize the front people out there listening who do this as a side uh, hobby. He says, in general, the real professionals, not necessarily the type of people you want to learn from, even if he's not lying beferish. Koshkein Kishimashaka, certainly if he's actively pursuing an audience that will believe that he has some kaychus. And even if he says, yeah, it's just a gift from Hashem, and it's not Kishuf, you've got to explain that to them very carefully, that there's no secret over here. What's the problem, Amesha says? Amesha's very concerned about this. So this is Shitasa. He says, the guy's going to be a Mason Mediach. So Amesha makes two assumptions here. He's the type of guy that we don't want people following him because he's probably not such a firm role model. Doesn't mean everybody, but by and large. And there can be enough people that are really going to believe him. He's not trying to talk him out of it because he likes walking around with that air of, yeah, I got some power. And they're going to follow him, and that's a mesis for real kshothim. Well, even if the end of the day, they don't really think he has powers, but it's dangerous enough. And that's Mesa's Medea. So it says it's not the Mesa Medea for Avadazar. Well, Isra Mesa's equal to Cholisar, Kahal de Nochesh Hakadmeni, Shlohoyal Isra Avadazar, El Isra Lav, Umisa Bede Shemayim. And Misa Shemayim, the Esadas, was not Stam hamburgers that were bust of a hull of cheeseburgers or ham, it was Misa Shemayim. They got Misa after they ate it. Still machal service. And Ramesh Lashitasa holds that has a dinner makes them a deer. So yes, Ramesh's concern, barring when it's some kids and it's a Pircha and it's a Shabbos, and you explain to them, is certain people are really gonna believe him, and it's not only that you're tricking people, they can Follow him. He'll have a following. He wants a following for his God. And that could be a Mesa's. I not asking them to do Averas. Not a Vodazar, not any other Avera, but they can, but Amosha prefaces, he's not the type of guy we want people following. And therefore, Amosha is concerned about the Mesa's. Lest you think that that is not really problematic, if you remind me tomorrow night, we'll start the Shin, I'll remind you of a couple of real cases just from the last century where this was indeed an issue. Have a good night, and you can all disappear now. And. Uh,